0: everybody welcome to tech thought to show about tech advice a short how to and why you should care this is season 2 episode 5 or overall episode 14 yeah
1: um, Jade the uh, oh my back hurts one but also <laughs> no, I <guess> I'm going to get some smart <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, does. Uh,
0: no that's fair I think I think that's everyone's lives these lives these days uh, sitting in a chair all day um uh, I'm Art, right, the cute one
1: disclaimer we are both smart and cute.
0: Uh so as we mentioned in the last episode, uh we are transitioning now from Planned Obsolescence to talking about the wonderfully vague term that is software as service.
1: Uh software as a service is S-A-A-S.
0: If there's an extra A in there, that's just that's just that makes it dumber. I'm more annoyed by that.
1: It's so you can't say SAS. It has to be SAS.
0: Well, we're still, we're still calling it sass. Um, but anyway.
1: I I want to get pretty sassy with it, yeah. Go on.
0: Yeah, um. (laughs) uh, And if you are interested in seeing us get sassy, not just with technology, but with each other, you can check out our after show. Uh, we are live, uh, at Tech Thoughts Podcast on Instagram, uh, every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Go home. The existential despair on your face, I love you. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, (laughs) um. Our after show is mostly where we do things like uh, talk about the salary of the Pope for no discernible reason, but it's a fun time uh, and we'd love to see you guys there. Or if you're interested in uh, seeing more about our episodes, the articles that we reference and other things that we put in the description because sometimes we get things wrong and have to
1: correct them afterwards
0: um you can check out our website which is
1: jade uh tech thoughts gay it's very slow we're working on it
0: we're we're working on it and i know we've probably been saying that for three episodes straight at this point but this time we mean it uh and on that note <laughs> software as a service um
1: you're so offended by it
0: I'm I'm very offended by it. I think we, we ended sort of last episode, you said a joke, you were like, remember owning Microsoft Office? Like, remember the days where you, when you could do that? Um, and it's sort of, the, the sort of fact of the matter is that these days, basically, literally anything uh, will have a subscription attached to it. Um... I'm I I, I I'm overjoyed these days where I, when I go on the Apple App Store and find something that doesn't have like the little in-app subscription segment <laughs> next to it because they all do. Um, but what is software as a service? What does that term mean? I know I said it was wonderfully vague, but it does mean something. What does that term mean? Uh, how did we get here? Uh, why are we so angry about it? Those are kinds of the stuff we're gonna talk about today, but first obviously we start with our definitions, so. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I thought you were at the segue to a sponsor, but I'll go on now. We
0: start with our sponsor, yes, um ltstore.com. <laughs>
1: uh, we
0: are sponsored by LTTstore.com. They're sponsoring us. That's 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 how that's that's where we've got it at this point.
1: Is it? Is it are we just gonna will that into reality?
0: Yeah. If we, oh, say, it enough, if we say it enough,
1: if we say enough, eventually it'll become w- true we say enough lmgs to send us checks um, but anyway. if we say
0: enough lmgs to send us checks or a cease and desist whichever they prefer but i'm hoping it's the check
1: well i'm hoping it's a hello or an offer to be on the show anyway that too so, uh software as a service um according to cisco a the leading provider in garbage like routers
0: <laughs> i was about to be like wait the router people yeah the router people all right go on
1: well of course it makes sense um Software as a service is a, quote, delivery and licensing model in which software is accessed on the web via subscription rather than installed on local computers, which means it's kind of most things, honestly.
0: It's also, it's also not a very
1: comprehensive term. No, I don't, I don't think. No, no, no.
0: I mean, I mean, it's also like, because there is software that is a service that you do install.
1: Yeah, so you're right, and and a good example of that would be like Microsoft Office, uh, the Adobe Creative Suite. Yeah. Um, if you have money, of course, I say the Adobe Creative Suite.
0: Or if you're a student and trying to milk everything that your school offers you in exchange for the sixty dollars for the sixty thousand dollar tuition you pay them every year.
1: Don't forget that tech fee. Uh, Ugh. Uh, that tech fee. But it also includes things that you don't install on your computer, obviously, so like Dropbox, online web services, um, and app purchases with apps that have subscriptions to work. All of those are software as a service, even though they're either installed or not. It's a very bad designation, but it is what the uh, industry has decided to go with versus talking about licensing models. Interesting. Um, so licensing models, uh, pretty simple back in the day I love using that it makes me feel like I'm 90 back in the day all <laughs> the back pain it might be um back in the day you used to be able to purchase things like Microsoft Office and the Adobe Creative Suite um like a one-time purchase of 200 bucks would get you Office something like that right
0: yeah that sounds about right
1: yeah um and then you'd be able to use it indefinitely, really. Um, and like the Adobe suite was 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 very similar. It's like pay. Oh, I mean, it was expensive, right? Like like Photoshop used to cost what, four hundred bucks. That like, sounds.
0: That also sounds about right. Especially for the Adobe Creative Suite, I feel like they used to be more like specifically tools for professionals as opposed to like build to the general public. I think now, as probably as a result of like the subscription model and like the like software as serv- software as a service like. Everyone is expected to have like some degree of familiarity with the Creative Cloud. Um, especially with Photoshop.
1: Well, it makes sense. Like no matter what you think right now, like Photoshop is still like the premier photo editing tool. Which is funny to say premiere because premiere is also like one of the premier editing tools for <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. But I think it is interesting how like I don't know, like I, I think I think I think and th- I think and this is not within the scope of this podcast, so I won't really get into it, but I do think it's interesting how certain skills have like transitioned from being like something that a select like like something that a specific group of people know how to do uh, to something that like the general public is expected to know at least a little bit about so you can put it in as like buzzwords on your resume yeah
1: that's fair um Um,
0: but but go on um about yeah so it used to be like a one-time purchase fee that was usually like kind of pricey
1: yes uh rather pricey but a one-time fee um, at which place you can own it, there'd be at no point that, say, Adobe or Microsoft or whoever you bought your software from would be hounding you for more money. Um, other than to upgrade if they have a new version, but probably even then you can ignore it because they're usually intercompatible. Um, yeah. That's not the case anymore. Uh, you can't purchase Adobe Creative Cloud as a one-time purchase anymore. Um, you can still actually buy Photoshop CS6 and the CS6 like line of products. Um, but those are yes, but they're woefully fully out of date now,
0: yeah, of course, but it's yeah. it's interesting that they even keep them available.
1: that's fair. people who to make people who look like they want to own software look like they don't need the latest software, I guess, like make them look like pariahs I how guess. dare how how dare you still be on c s six question mark. <laughs> um you can purchase Microsoft Office, the, the the version of the year, so 2018, 2019, 2020 probably next year, because it's weird like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at 2020 and think about why that might be. No, no, of Go
1: course. On. Of course. <laughs> um, you could do a one-time purchase of Office for uh, 150 if you want the home and student version or whatever that equivalent is, um, which only includes like PowerPoint, Word, Excel. Or if you want the whole suite, uh, it's for 40 a year, uh, sorry, four forty a $440 one-time purchase um, versus Office 365's 99 a year for everything, um, which is probably why you wouldn't just outright purchase, a like, a one-time license for Office at this point. Yep. Um, yeah. Um. And, like, that brings us straight into, like, why this has become a thing now. Like, why has not owning software become the norm? There's a much lower barrier to entry when it's only 99 a year to get the same kind of tools and the most up-to-date tools every single year.
0: Yeah, which as a trade-off and I'm not and I'm not saying this to to argue that it's not on some level a like a good thing. Um I do think it is nice that for example with the Creative Cloud more people can have access to those tools without having to pay like the exorbitant prices the 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 exorbitant prices to like purchase them like up front i i i'm not i'm not i'm not so i'm not i'm not completely hating on that but i do have to i I do have to point out that like it also gets the company more money no because they just charge you in perpetuity for something there's no cutoff point there's no point at which they go ah you've paid us enough you clearly use this software you can have it now they just charge you for it forever because they really want you to pay those like $100 up front. The way these subscription models work is that there's like the the monthly tier and the annual tier. Um yeah. and it's like if you pay them the annual cost up front, if you commit yourself to like those 12 months, you get it's like cheaper. Um yeah. and it's usually not necessarily like super significantly cheaper, but sometimes it is, to be honest. Um so, so depending on like what your level of income is, the barrier of entry might not even be that much lower. Like there's I know there's there's a lot of software that I would like to try that I don't because paying $100 a year, year up front at least is still like a pretty decent chunk of my savings.
1: No, oh, yeah, and when it's more than one company doing it and you're just it, it, it accumulates, it adds up. At some point Absolutely. you're just spending a ridiculous amount of money on top of your 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 on top of the fact that you need the internet to access the things in the first place, so you're paying for, yeah. like, a good high-tier internet plan, like, it just it all adds up into becoming a very expensive venture. Um, and I, yeah. I I hate that you lose control over things like that. I, I hate having less control over things on my computer or things that I have to work with. Um, which is why I run yeah. Linux, C- but... <laughs>
0: no, I mean, and, and control is definitely, like, a big part of this because it's just, like, with this model, you don't own anything Mm. you you, you don't because it's software as a service and if the company decides to stop providing that service it's gone it's gone and you're out of
1: money yeah um so yes i've already said the why companies like money um i also feel that like this this large influx in having more and more subscription-based software has brought on like a new wave of Online sailing the seven seas, one might say. Um, How do you mean? Piracy.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: I feel like piracy has grown quite a lot, um, as in internet piracy, as in software piracy. Piracy? Yeah. Piracy. Software piracy um, over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I think that like it's sort of a weird trade off because it's like piracy has probably grown, but then at the same time, because companies are now charging their customers like a subscription fee that is recurring like they're still i feel like they're still winning overall um yes because because it's 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 as opposed to if you're if you're you're selling a product with like a one-time purchase fee and somebody pirates it instead of buys it you're like that money is gone um but if you're getting money out of people on a recurring basis it doesn't matter as much if you're losing a couple of purchases. Especially if you use the logic that, like, the kind of people who would pirate the software are the kind of people who probably wouldn't buy it anyway. Which is actually shitty logic, because there's plenty soft, plenty of software out there that I would purchase that I would rather not subscribe to. And,
1: like, this, this kind of software-as-a-service, and I have a lot of air quotes here... Um, has kind of cornered every part of the of like the digital market so like games are like that now um there are games on um battle.net blizzard's fancy client i'm not sure it's still called BattleNet, honestly um, i think it is i think cool. It is. cool cool yeah um games such as starcraft 2 and diablo 3 require an always-on internet connection um due to their drm um which is digital rights management, and we'll explain that in a future episode. It basically just means that you need to be connected to the internet to play your games. Um,
0: yeah, which means that even if you own this thing, your access to it is limited by certain factors.
1: Yes. Um, in fact, like this, uh, more recently than I than I thought it was. Um, in October twenty nineteen, um, serv- a a piece of software that wasn't. Uh, that didn't work like that, um, the Grand Theft Auto V. Um, mm-hmm. GTA 5 on Steam required activation through the Rockstar Games launcher in order to play the game. The way it used to work was that it was a periodic activation sort of thing. So it was like, all right, uh, you're connected to the internet. You can play this game for the next 30 days. We're not gonna check for 30 days. For that whole month up until November, you, couldn't, you can only play the game while it's connected to the internet. So you lost the entire single player half of it unless you were connected to the internet. Um,
0: Jesus. Yes,
1: they referred it to the changes because of,
0: well, people complaining. A lot of
1: people complaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, Valve, the uh, the people, the company that owns Steam, made a straight up announcement about it in the same month. Very much like, yeah, we've changed it. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I think um, a game that I play that sort of also suffers from this problem is uh Hitman. So Hitman Twenty Sixteen and then Hitman Two. Um, both have this problem of that people have complained about extensively, but, um, IO I Interactive, the company that, uh, the company that develops the game seems to have no intention of changing it. Um, but yeah, like people have complained, like, why does the game have to check with online servers for me? Like, why, why do I, why does, why do, why does the game have to be always online when it is fundamentally a single player game? Um, Because that's the thing. Like for games that are multiplayer, obviously it makes sense that you would need to have an, uh, an internet connection to play them. But f- for games that are single player and just have multiplayer, like optional multiplayer components, it makes no sense. Um
1: yep. And again, we'll uh, we will have an episode on DRM to delve into this more deeply. But
0: yes, but it's it is it is it is sort of just an ex- this this really is just sort of an example of how <sighs> companies just really enjoy controlling everything like like everything yeah just 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 like if i pay for something like the people i paid for the thing like the people i paid for it should not have a say in when or how or why i get to use it like if i pay for something um it's 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 absolutely ridiculous to me and it feels kind of invasive to be perfectly honest
1: oh yeah definitely
0: And even more so uh, than an invasion of privacy, and this is also sort of like a gray area where we kind of slide into DRM, so we will probably revisit this topic in that episode, Uh, but more than an invasion of privacy, it gives companies an inordinate amount of power over things you're supposed to own, and it gives them free reign to basically decide that despite the fact that you paid for something, it's not yours anymore. Um, or you can't access it anymore, or you can only access it under, as we said, like, certain circumstances that may or may not be ideal, and you have no say in that. Um, or maybe you do, because there are alternatives.
1: So there are alternatives, and there are free alternatives to make it even a much sweeter pot. So, if you need Microsoft Office, for example, um, there's this lovely project called LibreOffice, um, it's big it's expansive it's compatible with Microsoft Office like document formats so more or less things that you have will work especially Excel Excel works really well um if you want a replacement for the Adobe suite check out the Affinity suite
0: so the Affinity suite isn't free but it is a one time purchase so it costs money they're fer- they're fairly cheap i got affinity photo on my ipad for like 10 dollars um they're fairly cheap you pay for them once that's it. Um, it's not it's not a subscription model.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, and the um the Mac and Windows version's only fifty bucks, which is a far cry from whatever. Whatever Adobe
0: used to charge for Photoshop before when they let you buy it, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um and if you do want a free option for Photoshop in particular, I don't know many others for other things. Um but um, GIMP, the GNU Image Manipulation Program, uh, is a free Photoshop alternative. Um, it's what we use to make all of our little ve- our little vectors and designs on our website. And, well, our <laughs> cover photo.
0: Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely served us well in that respect. So it's usable. And also the thing is, even if some of these alternatives aren't as full featured, if you're not a professional, you can probably don't need every single feature Photoshop has to offer.
1: Yeah. Um, as nice as they, those yeah. features are mind you. Um, yeah. Um, and for, for other things, and, and again, dipping a little into DRM, but not too much, if you're worried about now owning things, like your favorite show might hop off of some service or you, you, paid, for, uh, you paid for a movie on iTunes, but they took it off the service, yeah. buy physical media. They can't take it from you.
0: They, buy physical media. They can't take it from you. And also, it's gotten dirt cheap. Like, I got into the Spider-Verse at a Best, uh, at a best Buy Black Friday last year for like literally 5 $5. It's absurd.
1: A DVD or Blu-ray? Is it like in DVDs? Blu-ray! Oh my god. Yeah. Well, buy physical media.
0: <laughs> yeah. All in all, what we're saying here is you have options. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, like, not paying any subscription fee ever is feasible for most people. There are a couple of apps that I am subscribed to, although, to be fair, they tend to have more reasonable subscription fees, like $20 a year, which is not something that hurts my pocket um, all that much. But... Again, like think about if you actually need it, and if you don't, and you can get by with something that's a one-time purchase or something that's free. free, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So that's all the time we have today. This was actually a shorter one. It is really refreshing to not see the recording time counter clock over an hour for the first time in weeks. Yeah, it's nice, ain't it? Um but we hope that this was, uh, still informative, and we also hope that... I don't know, I, I, th- I think I, j- I joked in, like, the last episode that we'd sort of, for a couple of episodes, we sort of lost the how-to part of this, of this, uh, of this show, and this one is actually pretty heavy on the how-to, like... Go download some of that software. Yeah. So stop stop chucking money at Adobe if you are a student like me who is afraid of losing access to the Creative Cloud when they graduate in a couple of months. Here are your alternatives.
1: Yeah, don't get don't let Don't let the Adobe drug peddler get you hooked on under things. Don't,
0: don't, 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 don't. Yeah, don't don't Just because something is shiny and everyone says it's the best doesn't mean you need it. Frankly. Yes. Like, to, to be perfectly honest. And these companies are not hurting for cash
1: got it so when i say the ipad pro 3 is out you're not going to jump for it then mr shiny
0: listen (laughs) uh i'm running my ipad pro 2018 i did not jump for the 2020 model because even i could understand that the camera bump was not a worthy upgrade so it's about it's about it's about it's about picking and choosing what expensive things you want to buy it's about it's about it's about about choosing your battles it's about buying an oculus quest even though you hate facebook
1: uh don't worry and we will talk
0: about that in another episode but it won't be next episode because next episode we are going to be tackling the idea of right to repair
1: oh the idea of the the incredible need for right to repair but yes
0: um oh yes uh as a reminder yes um And if you are looking for us in between now and then, you can find us uh, doing our after show at Tech Thoughts Podcast on Instagram. We are live, as always, on Fridays at 8 p.m. ET. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we would love to see you guys there. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.